Radio. Let's talk pets. Hi, welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika. And with me today are my good friends, Petra Burke. Hello. And Kate Abbott. How do? And tonight we're going to talk a little bit about dog care and upkeep, especially as related to certain breeds or types of breeds or coats and types of coats. Because I think when a lot of people choose a new puppy or a new breed or even mixture of breeds, we think about personality, what the breed was bred to do, all those kinds of things. But there can be a lot behind that that can affect your relationship with your dog. So hold on, listen to our sponsors for just a second. We'll be right back. We want to thank one of our sponsors, Macmillan Audiobooks. They have got a new audiobook coming out from Bruce Cameron. It's a heartwarming, insightful, and often laugh-out-loud funny Bruce Cameron's A Dog's Purpose audiobook is not only the emotional and hilarious story of a dog's many lives, but also a dog's eye commentary on human relationships and the unbreakable bonds between man and man's best friend. And don't miss out on the next series, A Dog's Courage, coming this May from Macmillan Audio. Order them wherever audiobooks are sold. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm Liz. With me today are Petra and Kate. So how well do you handle shedding? Oh, Lord. <laughs> you know the old joke, right? German Shepherds only shed twice a year. Right. For six months each time. <laughs> <Right>. Yes. <laughs> My three who are related, Bones, Hero, and Seven, Bones sheds the least. Seven sheds moderately, now that she's got her adult coat. Hero sheds constantly a lot. What is it you said? His uh, goal in life is to kill vacuum cleaners. Yes, it is. <laughs> and he has. Yeah. I don't get good vacuums anymore because he's going to kill it anyway. So, you know, uh, disposable vacuum cleaners. Yeah. They last me a year. I'm happy. But other things, too. You know, how does that coat react to the weather where you live? It, <laughs> these days yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people have discovered that <laughs> yeah cleaning ears cleaning toenails some dogs have trouble with their feet some dogs are like um, cocker spaniels and their ears oh. you oh, yeah. constantly got to be working at those so we'll talk about some of these things and maybe give you a little uh reminder to check these with your dog or if you're choosing a dog to add to your home some things to keep in mind. So, coat. There's lots of different kinds of coats. You've got the short hair breeds like the Weimaraners, the Beagles, Jack Russells. Uh, Jack Russells. <laughs> well, Jack Russells can come in several coats, but the short, short Jack Russell. Trip, yeah. People often erroneously think that the short hair doesn't shed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're I, just really tiny pine needles. 
Yeah, and that's they the thing poke into yeah, things. Yeah, pine needles. Mm-hmm. So whereas hero's coat is... You do not brush is, off a terrier's no. shedding. Hero's coat is fluffy and soft, and when it lands on the floor, it gathers together and creates new puppies. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> and you can pick them off your clothes. Quills for the hair. You can't. It's like, ow. Even those... Uh, the, the lint rollers? Lint rollers. They, they no. It quills... Hairs just laugh at them. Ha ha! You'll never remove me from this jacket. I didn't name him Quill for that reason, but it does fit. It does. Yes. And then there's the medium long coat, like our English Shepherds, Mm -hmm. that's got two layers of coat. You've got the guard hairs that are not stiff like a short haired dog, but a little coarser. And then the undercoat that's soft and fluffy, Mm -hmm. which Hero has gobs and gobs and gobs (laughs) of. And that's what forms the new puppies in my hallway. <laughs> Long hair dogs like um, our friends Newfoundland, yeah, which is also mm-hmm. two layers of coat: the guard hairs and the undercoat that's soft and fluffy. You've got wire hair coats like the wire hair Jack Russells or the other wire hair terriers, mm-hmm. Airedales and so forth. Airedales mm-hmm. and so forth. And then you've got the poodle type coat: poodle, Bichons that need to be groomed regularly and will grow and turn into mats if you don't take proper care of it. Mm-hmm. And what have they I They don't necessarily shed, but they do have quite the coat. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I can think of is the single-coated long hair, like the Salukis. Yeah. Oh, nice oh or, yes. The, the, the Irish setters. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Afghans in a full coat. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, a lot of coat there. A lot it's of a coat. Long yeah. coat. That's what makes them look so gorgeous when they're running. Oh, and, yeah. And then you have to sit down and brush out all the burrs. Yeah. Yes. And everything else. Right. Yeah. So variety of types. And don't forget the some coats are more oily. As people... Labrador retrievers, Rottweilers have oil in their coat, which causes me to break out in hives. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I pet them and don't wash my hands, the combination of that coarser coat, potentially prickly coat, and the skin oils... And some people don't like the odor of it yeah, because an oily coat smell. can have, yeah. you know, if you like to bathe your dog <clears throat> weekly, then it's not a problem. So all those different types of coat have different upkeep. The well, short, well, you know, and you mentioned it. Doodles are very popular. All yeah. sorts of burner doodles, goat doodles, doodles and doodles, goat doodles, <laughs> doodles and doodles, oodles and poodles and doodles. But not all of them. Have the same coat. Yeah, they're all they're all different. Well, we had a lady several years ago come to class with a white doodle, and she was told this dog doesn't shed. She was adamant (laughs) that that's why she got that breed. Yes, because poodles don't shed. Because they don't shed. Yep. And then on the third or fourth week of class, she came in all dressed in black, (laughs) and she was covered with white hair. And I do have to admit, I got slightly snarky that day. No. <laughs> well, no. And they will stand there and argue that their dog is hypoallergenic. Never while the, while the fur is just blowing in the wind. You yeah. Can just see the pollen yeah. flying but off who, of the dog. Where is all that coming from? <laughs> and I did ask her. Mm. No, I. And did. I think it makes it twice as hard if they've got a combo coat. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what kind of cut do you? cut them like a poodle do you brush do you just trim the edges like a cocker i mean it's i had that issue with my cockapoo yeah. um you know which which kind of coat 
Fortunately, his hair was mostly cocker. Not a whole lot of the But curl. with a curl. With a Not with a tight a curl. curl. Not a tight curl. But it was more than wavy. There was curl to it, especially when it got some length. Yeah. Which why I kept um, it short. Easier mm-hmm. to deal with. So, yeah, the mixed breeds, and I know we're going to hear from some listeners, but yes, many of the oodles and doodles are still mixed breeds. The coat's going to vary. You've got oh, yeah. seven puppies in that litter of the Bernese Mountain Dog and the yeah. Poodle. There's going to be a whole range of coats. Yeah. I mean, we see it because we doodles of all sorts in our classes, lots of them. And we'll see ones that look very poodlish, very curly, kinky coat. And then ones that just look like... Puffballs. Shaggy DA. <laughs> you know? You never know. And some will shed, some won't. Yep. Some yep. will trigger allergies, some won't. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Just roll the dice. Just uh, wire coats, having to strip them. Oh, oh I yeah. could never, yeah. ever do that. And if Eesh. you take a wire hair coat to a groomer and ask for it to be stripped, it's going to be expensive because it takes time. And the dog has to be able to tolerate it, which means you have to start stripping him as a puppy because... We're talking about pulling out the undercoat. Yeah, you take the stripper comb and your thumb and you're basically pulling his coat, pulling his hair to get the the undercoat out. And some dogs don't want to tolerate that. And especially if you introduce it to an adult. Also, if you have a dog that needs lots of brushing... Or if you have a dog that needs haircuts, or if you have one that's prone to tangling, are you willing to do what's needed, or do you need to pay a groomer? Some people love that. You know, they want to spend each evening grooming, brushing, petting, running the comb. We have a good friend who has Mm -hmm. two huge doodles, big ones, and she likes the grooming process. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she got our third one, too. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yes, she did. Got a baby. Yeah. Uh, a baby of a different color. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Goodness. Yeah. But similar coat. Yeah. But similar coat. I don't have the patience for that. So you no. look at yourself and decide what are you willing to do. And capable mm-hmm. of. And are you willing to do the training to teach the dog to accept that? There's a lot to it. Oh, God. The first time I brought out clippers to clip Walter, he screamed. He was sure I was going to kill him. <laughs> And it took quite a while before he would just end up falling asleep on the table while I trimmed him. And let's just say Walter had a significant stubborn streak. Yeah. <laughs> so there was going to be, who was going to no. win? <laughs> no. Whatever it was, we had discussions about it. But yeah, he eventually got to the point where he was. Let's, let's just say Walter taught Kate a lot. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and even my terrier, I don't have to do much to his coat, but I do have to check him for nicks and scrapes because he, while waiting for you guys to come this evening, he just jumped into the hedge, into the, what is that, pine, whatever it is. It's pokey stuff. And I could hear him in there walking around inside the hedge. So that means I'm going to have to look later for nicks and cuts and, well, when, and sap. When I drove up, I saw he already had some of his allergy bumps. <sighs> <laughs> That's another thing with his quill. almost all white. I mean, he's got ticking, but uh, sensitive spot. skin. He's very sensitive. He will break out. Did you hives. hear that? She Her has terrier. a sensitive <laughs> Jack Russell Terrier. <laughs> he's been 
running collar naked for a while because every collar I put on him was rubbing a raw spot mm -hmm. back of the bottom of his back neck. So I just got a new one. Yes, a very soft one. It's very soft very and soft. silky. And two days now, fingers crossed. Knock out wood. Yeah. <laughs> the next thing I'm going to do is just tattoo my number on his belly. So... <laughs> I'll have some ID on him. Oh, I used to have a tattoo gun, remember? Yeah. We used to do that. But anyway, even even a, quote, short-haired, no, no muss, no fuss, still re requires grooming. Coat care, yeah. And toenails. All right, let's talk about that, that coat, whatever kind it is, of the dog that you're thinking about. And we won't even talk about climate change, but the weather where you live, if you've got... A Malmute or a Samoyed, and you live in a hot climate, say Phoenix, you better plan on that dog being in the AC most of the time. If you've got a short-haired quilt with sensitive skin, and you live in the ice and snow... Who wouldn't like Texas right now, basically? No. You, you better have a potty pad in the shower. Now, they kid me for the way that I pack in Quill into his crate. Yeah. Uh, he's got... That's saying it lightly. Blankets on the bottom, <laughs> on the sides, in the back. He pretty much crawls in there, uh, just barely turns he, out. And that's think, the way he likes it. He does. Think about Princess in the Pig. <laughs> uh -huh. He's the princess. <laughs> but because of the, uh, a student stopped me the other day, another dog was a great Pyrenees mix. Mm -hmm. And they wondered if their dog was getting anxious about being left in the crate because it would pant so hard. Well, when does this happen, I asked. Well, at night. Was he awake or Oh, he's asleep. Well, he's not likely to be anxiously panting in his sleep. And the woman, the woman owner says, well, I'm sure it's very comfortable for him. I put a, there's a, there's a mattress in the bottom and then there's a blanket. And then I put some blankets on the side, you know, like bolsters. And then I put a pillow in the back for him to rest his head. Remember, she said a great Pyrenees mix. <laughs> said, so you've really well insulated a crate for a dog who'd prefer to sleep in a snowbank. Oh, they said. So we talked about uh, cooling pads that you can put on, but just putting a floor fan on the dog at night and see. Take all that bedding out. Take. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for I mean, Quill, it's great. That's what Quill wants and needs, because but not dog this dog. has a nice dog. coat. Yeah. It's what Quill wants. Not sure it's all what he needs. You haven't seen it. <laughs> Curled up, quivering, giving you a look over his shoulder. Because he's got you wrapped around his little <laughs> paw. We're recording this in February, just to give a, a basis for my next comment. There's been a short video going around Facebook right now of a family who has a Great Pyrenees. Long-haired livestock guardian dog. And, of course, most of the country right now is covered with snow. And the video is of the dog on the back, their back porch, covered with snow. Snow all over the dog. You can just see the shape of the dog. And she has recorded on the video, no, I don't force my dog to sleep outside. My dog is killing me because he wants to sleep outside. Mm -hmm. No, I did not deprive him of access to the house. I did not deprive him of a doghouse, and the camera pans to a doghouse. It's empty. And, she, you know, basically she's going to say her dog chose this. Her dog loves this. He's wearing two fur coats. Yes. 
Yeah. You know. And, and then the snow insulation on top of him. Yeah. He's happy. Where if you did that with Quill. Oh, no. No, no. <laughs> no, no. He would kill me in my sleep the next night. Yeah. No. Hero would be fine with that, except he's used to being in the house. Bones would tear my house down to the foundation to get back inside. Okay. Uh, of course, he has no body fat, <laughs> so no insulation. Yeah, my guys would even stick out their paws out the door. Like, mm, nope. <laughs> nope. 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 I, nope. I don't think Seven would be happy with it. Crack the door open. They're like, nope. 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 <laughs> so where you live does have bearing on your dog's needs according to the weather. Mm-hmm. You know, whether he can tolerate the ice and snow and the blizzard to go outside and go potty and run right back in or whether he'd prefer to stay out there or is he a short-haired dog that you need to put potty pads in the shower and teach him to go potty there you know if you've got a a small dog especially that doesn't have much body fat or or weight and short coat he may get hypothermic really really quickly in the weather that like Texas is having right now. I do have a really wonderful um, full body suit. Uh, for, yeah, but well, he won't move when you put it on him. He will. He just doesn't like it. But it does keep him warm. It's great. I mean, Kayla, she has the Aussie and then her boaster on. And real Rio, Rio, the Aussie, would just run out there. He likes the cold. He's got a nice coat. And Which is funny. Business. He's a California dog yeah, originally. He loves to go out there and then play in the snow. And then there's this Bill Boaster on is like 110 pounds. He just like takes one pot out and then comes back and looks at her like, no, Mom. Mm-mm. She has to put a jacket, a nice heavy jacket around him, and then he'll run out, do it, and run, come right back in. And oh, yeah, okay. there's Rio running around the yard having a great time in the snow, and the big old Boaster on is like, nope. There's something real wrong about that. Nope. <laughs> but then there's the opposite, too. If you live in a hot climate, you know, don't be taking your Malmute for a walk at noon. Or your bulldog. Or, yeah. or your bulldog. Or your pug. Or your Pekingese. Or, yeah. Speaking of bulldogs and pugs, a um, special cleaning thing with them is to get into those grooves in the their wrinkles. skin. The wrinkles in the oh, skin yeah. and Sharpays, of course. But those have to be cleaned regularly. Yeah. And a lot Still of times, bacteria. especially bulldogs with no muscle at all, several times a day. Yeah. That skin will get inflamed. All right, well, let's take a break for one of our sponsors. Take a listen. We'll be right back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. So, what's your reaction, Kate, when you hear Ben and Jerry's now has dog treats? Now I won't have to share my ice cream with them anymore. Because, you know, when anybody comes near me when I'm eating my Ben and Jerry's, they're likely to get growled at. No, I think it's a cool idea. I've sometimes made my dogs frozen treats or gotten some that are commercially available. But considering how much I love Ben and Jerry's, it's about time my puppy dogs got to enjoy that as well. I know my ultimate favorite one is the uh, Cherry Garcia. Oh. oh my gosh. Yeah, I'll growl if anybody comes near me while I'm eating that. Um, I'm a chunky monkey freak. Yeah, <laughs> like that that way. But so also, the- I love peanut butter. And did you know that one of the new dog flavors is Ponch? It has peanut butter and pretzels. Ooh. And Rosie has pumpkin and mini cookies. That That's M-I-N-I. I'm sure it has lots of cookies too, but they're little <laughs> small cookies. 
and there are mini cookies and pumpkin, which I do give my boy pumpkin in his dinner, so this would actually be a nicer way for him to get it. Yeah, so I think I would qualify mine in the freezer is my ice cream, and then I'll have to label my the dog's version of Ben and Jerry's as the frozen treat doggy dessert. And one way you can tell is instead of the black and white cow on the front of the little container, it's a black and white dog. Oh my God, that's for so the cute. dog treat. So, so yeah, you can tell which one is which because it's <laughs> their dog frozen treats are are not designed for humans. Made with human quality ingredients, but not designed for humans. So you do want to keep them separate. And I can only give my boy a little bit, if I dare, of my own ice cream. My Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Because, yeah, it doesn't always set well with him. But now he has his own. He's going to have his own. All right, so go out there, buy some for your furry little friend there, and then enjoy together. Enjoy. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back. Okay, ears. We all clean Little our Little ears and conquer ears. You do oh. have to watch for, especially you know, if they go swimming a lot. Yeah. And then there's individual tendencies, too. Hero, I have to pay attention to his ears. He's had a couple of ear infections He's four now, and he's had a couple of ear infections. Now I, I know that for him individually, I have to clean them more often. He doesn't have allergies. It's just he's more prone to it. Everybody does. Uh, yeah. Bones, seven, both have nice ears and rarely have to do anything about it. But Hero, I have to get a cotton ball, some witch hazel, and wipe, the, wipe them out. Dry them up a little bit. Yeah, get all those creases in the ear and with him too uh, he's got fluffier ears yeah <laughs> he's got more coat it's probably part of his coat thing yeah and, more. and i have to trim that on a regular basis much to his dismay i call him his pappy on the ears well <laughs> and upright ears my friend sue has a short hair terrier smooth coat but his ears are gigantic dobby the elf ears uh-huh. that stand uh-huh. straight up and they're just great scoops. big scoops yeah. They catch everything. German Shepherds. I remember, yeah, I'll say, I remember my German Shepherds. Uh, yeah. yeah. Always had to clean them. Had and, to do uh, it once a week to make sure they stayed clean. In in class, yeah. I know I used mm-hmm. to tell people all the time with German mm-hmm. Shepherds, keep an eye on that. If you haven't had a German Shepherd before, keep an eye on his ears because yeah. they do. Well, what we tell our yeah. classes, keep a nose on that. Yeah, or yeah. keep a nose on it. Yes. Smell your dog's ears. No, they should have a healthy smell. Exactly. And you'll notice the difference if they're not healthy. Catch your infection soon. Yep. Resolve it quicker. Yep. Toenails. Oh, my. Boy, remember when Bones was a baby? God, the first two years of his life. I started out, he'd be running and playing, and I started out, every time he broke a toenail, we went to the vets. And I had the vet take care of it. And then it got to the point we were both so complacent about it. Oh, bloody footprint? Yeah, it's bones. <laughs> and I'd just have him sit, and I'd grab that paw and trim off the rough edges and put some styptic powder on it to stop it from bleeding. He got so he'd just hold the paw out, and I could bandage it. <laughs> He's so competitive in his running. And he just so dug in with those nails. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say he's eight and a half now. Can you believe that? He's yeah, well. eight and a half. The last couple of years, knock on wood, <laughs> he uh, he hasn't broken one. Actually, the one who broke a toenail last was uh, Hero playing with seven, dashing up and down. But, yeah, if your dog is a hard runner or climbs or jumps or goes camping with you, you know. Or he's just a terrier. Or he's just a terrier. <laughs> Quill completely ripped out a toenail. It hasn't grown back. He's completely ripped, Bone ripped one. Uh, bones ripped one out, but it did grow back. It just, He ripped out a ducla. It just came back a little deformed. So I actually have to watch it more because... Um, grow wrong. It's... It's not the normal shape, but uh, it did grow back. Get your puppy dog used to having their feet handled and touched mm-hmm. and clipped as puppies. Yep. Oh, and speaking of paws, trimming the hair between the pads. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I'm sorry, have you guys seen this? It's been advertised to me a lot on Facebook lately. I don't know. Anyway, it's a sling. You put your dog in the sling and I don't know, you hook it up to some pole. Oh, and they yeah. hang with all four feet down. And it's supposed to be the best way ever to trim their toenails. Hmm. Have you gotten it yet? You no, get those. <laughs> no. I just makes me you think of hanging gadgets. them up for a cured ham. It just doesn't. No, the dogs look so embarrassed and uncomfortable. Yeah. How about a little peanut butter on the side of the wall and yeah. let them lick it while you're doing their paws, yeah. or teach them to yeah. allow their paws to be handled? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, why are you keep giving me this advertisement? No. So weird. I don't want it. It's yeah. But yeah. Fur. Trimming between the yeah. pads. You were just saying you when your little ones go slipping and sliding. Yeah. You know when it's uh, time. Katie's a little, what is she? Cockapoo mix, mix or something. Nine pounds of cockapoo. I mean, she's just a little, tiny thing. little thing. But yeah, she was, she shook. And next thing I know, she was all sprawled out. <laughs> and then she couldn't get herself back up. Of course, she's ancient, too. She is ancient. But, yeah, so I just picked her up and turned her over and trimmed be- the hair between her pads. Mm-hmm. Because, the, yeah, the hair had grown out. <clears throat> Bad mom. And she had no traction on the floors. Yeah. It's same in my house. I know some dogs start slipping a little bit more. It's like, oh, time to trim them up. And it keeps their feet a little cleaner from mud, and, mud stuff. and stuff. Yeah. I know my Australian Shepherds, when I had the Aussies, some of them would get downright bear-like <laughs> hairy yeah, yeah. pads. Snowshoes. Snowshoes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Aussies were more, I remember. Much yeah, more not, than the English, yeah, the English Shepherds. Shepherds yeah. So I was, you know, I trimmed those all the time, mm-hmm. either clippers or scissors. The ESs, not quite so much, but I still check them. When I trim toenails, I check the hair. And take a couple seconds if your puppy dog is relaxed and allows you to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Oh, speaking of relaxed and allows you, um, anal glands. <laughs> a lot of the books in, on how to care for dogs tell you how to express the anal glands. Okay, first, the anal glands, if you lift your dog's tail and look at his target in the back, <laughs> the anal glands are to either side of his anus. About like. Four and eight. Yeah, about four and eight. If you see your dog scooching his butt on the grass or on the carpet, it may be the anal glands are full or itching or a little inflamed. Not always. There could be other things. He could have a little piece of dried poop back there and cause him to itch. But a lot of times it's the anal gland. If your 
seeing online or in a book or a DVD or a video that you can do this at home. Think twice. Think twice, <laughs> because if you do it incorrectly yeah. or if the anal glands are full or infected and you start messing around back there, you could cause more problems than you solve. So take your dog into the vet first. Mm -hmm. Have your vet check it out. Make sure that they're not full. If they are full, he can express it. If they're inflamed, he's going to have you medicate it. Then you can ask, can I do maintenance on this at home and express it? He may tell you, sure, and show you how. Or, depending on the state of your dog's back end, he may say, no, please don't. Yeah. But pay that exam. Take your dog into your vet. Kate and I were both vet techs in the past, in the galaxy long ago, <laughs> far, far away. Mm -hmm. And I know of one dog that came in with a ruptured anal gland because the owner was trying so hard. It was full. He knew it was full. trying to pop that pimple. And, and, and that that's was, nasty stuff. That was terrible, terrible, terrible. And you have to flush it with iodine and treat it like an open wound. It's just horrible. Yeah, it really is. And the poor dogs are so uncomfortable. And it's, you think about it, it's got to be painful. You can't even give them a donut pillow to sit on. No, <laughs> right. Yeah. Nope. No. So be careful about yes, it. Yes, anal glands are part of the care and upkeep of your dog, but um and if they're not up kept well or if they have a problem, you'll notice the smell. Yes. Mm. And you'll see the butt scooching and probably leave a skid mark. skid mark bias trying to <laughs> figure out how to say it nicely. There you go. <laughs> I don't know if that's nice. A skid mark behind. <laughs> also with that region we talked about trimming the hair between the pads on your dog, but trimming the back end a little bit. Of the when, Again, when I had Aussies, I always did that because they were so fuzzy, hairy. Just trimmed a little bit under the stub of the tail so that things wouldn't stick to it. Mm -hmm. Bones, I don't need to do that. Seven, I don't need to do that. Hero, my fuzzy boy, yes, I do need to do that. <laughs> yeah. He's very... Good about going potty. I mean, not to get too gross, but he arches nicely in the backyard when he's going. His form is good. His form <laughs> is good, but he's such a fuzzy, hairy boy <laughs> that I do need to clean back there on a regular basis so I don't have to clean other things. Yeah, as long as we're getting personal. Uh, the other boy parts as well. Oh, yes, yes. If your boy has hair <laughs> that's growing from... Furry. We're just, gonna, line. we're just going to go there from okay. his penis and sheath. If there's a long stream of hair there. Especially when they're puppies. Especially when they're puppies. Especially when they're puppies. But trim it carefully. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wash it nicely with his own personal wash rag mm -hmm. and a little bit of soap. Because, again, puppies don't always keep themselves as clean as they need to be. Mm -hmm. Well, and then the other side, Katie, the little cockapoo, she's 16 now, I believe. Anyway, yes, yeah, so I have to trim her girl parts. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Because otherwise they'll stay damp. and Then you've got a urinary tract infection. A skin infection, yeah. 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 Right yeah. along in there. Yeah. They can't take care of themselves, and, yep, so got to do that, too. And then, What teeth. did we call it? In class, when we talk about it, we call it manscaping. Manscaping. <laughs> <laughs> and for the boy parts. On well, some boy puppies, I'm sorry. That's like a great big group of like six or eight hairs. 
And the urine sticks to it. Yeah. And yeah. the puppies don't clean themselves well, and they're going potty all the time, mm-hmm. and it can get disgusting. Please, so people. Yes, it can. <clears throat> yeah. People get a good laugh at that, though, when we say that. That's creepy. Like, she's most of the women. <laughs> <laughs> There's no hot wax involved. That's okay. Yeah. So, what'd you talk about this podcast? Manscaping <laughs> a puppy. <laughs> Sorry, listeners, we uh, we have too much fun sometimes. Fun. <laughs> All right, let's move to teeth. For some reason, a lot of dog owners don't like to clean, keep their dog's teeth clean. But it's just like any other aspect of care. If you teach your dog to accept it, and don't try to do the whole mouth at the same time. I, I start, when I'm teaching a young dog, I'll do a quarter of the mouth. at a t- Monday, I do lower right. Tuesday, I do lower left. Wednesday, I do upper right and so forth. And that way, you and your dog aren't fighting each other because you're trying to do the whole mouth. If you teach them to enjoy chewies at an early age... And sometimes you have to try different things. Bones was tough. Bones, not as hard as Quill. But Bones is, contrary to his name, (laughs) is picky about chewing things yeah but i finally found a few things that he does like to chew on and now it's helping to maintain the clean teeth or sometimes you have a dog that no matter how much you try to get teeth clean they just have well there's bad teeth. Bad genetics teeth. in there yes. too yeah yeah so i keep joking the pomeranian the only thing he has left is his canines i go you can't have hard dog food or anything hard to chew on he has nothing yeah. Yeah, it's like palm rings. He's yeah, pretty. Well of course that, that made it better when he was chasing one of the cats and the cat just kinda <laughs> turned around and went, Yeah, come here. Yeah, here. <laughs> Gum me. Yeah, like, Gum me, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so yeah, genetics also does not help. Mm-hmm. But if you have a good dog with nice good healthy teeth. Yeah. Actually the last time I had Katie in she's that poodle mix with their bad teeth. Well, she had horrible teeth. Her first mom was too afraid to have her put under anesthesia. Oh. So she never had her teeth cleaned until I got her at 14, 15. Yeah. And it was affecting her health. It's just some sort of enzymatic. It's it's a cap full of water in her water bowl every time I change water. And it really has helped. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Good. And there's lots of ways you can brush the teeth. If I have a dog who's very, very good about it, and is accepting of me doing lots of different things with him. I've even used a, a water pick. Yeah. Bashir I used a water pick on. Cisco I used a water pick on. And that made it real easy. Take him outside, have one dedicated water pick for me and one for the dogs. And it would take literally two minutes to do the whole mouth. Tilt their head down so they're not trying to swallow it and... Put that sonic spray of water around and that's a lot easier than than taking the string and trying to get it between each (laughs) (laughs) no i never tried the flossing (laughs) but the water pick worked great with my three now i haven't tried the water pick with them i just use a a baby toothbrush get a little baby toothbrush and i use baking soda Mm -hmm. a little bit of baking soda and water to make a paste and I use those little rubber caps on the finger because uh-huh. mm. as much as Quill hates it, he won't bite me. <laughs> so I can, if I put the toothbrush in there, he'll just, oh. 
Yeah. Yeah, but he'll let me put my finger in there even though he stares at me. And... Yeah. Try different things. See what your dog yeah. is more likely to accept. I mean, you. this is a lifelong thing, so you might as well compromise a little bit. Don't force him to do one technique if he's better with another. And it's better I, to have several techniques anyway. Right. I tried the doggy toothpaste one time. Who did I try it with? Riker. I swear he almost sucked it off my finger. (laughs) It smells like food. (laughs) Don't use human toothpaste. Oh, never. Never, ever. Don't. don't. Unless you want your dog to look like he's rabid. Yeah, anyway. Well, it's also not good for him. It's not good for him. Even for us, they tell us we're not supposed to swallow Mm. the toothpaste. And anything you put in your dog's mouth, he's going to swallow some of it. So don't use our toothpaste. So... Have you ever tried else? to teach one to gurgle? Have you? No. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I've, I've taught my dogs to do lots just, of just things. Check just check. Okay. New new COVID project for bones. Don't give Liz a challenge. Oh, you just when did. will I learn that? Really? And oh. COVID. I I was gonna say I have lots of time, but no, I'm working on a book. No, I don't. I did see a woman who taught their dog to use a straw, and I don't know how she did it because that's quite a that's an interesting thing. Close your lips around and suck it up. Yeah, I can see teaching him to hold the straw. No. But to suck it up. It was huh. going up, yeah. Huh. I never did figure, find out or figure out how she taught that. Huh. Interesting. Or she just yeah. had that one weird dog that went, oh, I want to do that too. You know. Yeah. Well, and there yeah. are those dogs that like to mimic us. Or start it with uh, something tasty like beef broth. or. I believe this was a very dilute ice cream shake. Yeah, well, that would do it, too. (laughs) Yeah, when I go through a certain coffee shop and get the... the, uh, Puppuccino. The puppuccino. Oh, yeah, the whipped cream in a small container. Yes, I swear they suck that up. (laughs) It's Uh gone that fast. What else do we do with our dogs for care? Getting quill use. Well, you did it, too, in your... Because Hero has had eye issues. Yes. As a young dog. Yes. And he may continue to have them older. You're already getting him used to the goggles. Yes, he uh, he has a pair of goggles. They are, I won't say the brand name since they're not a sponsor. Unless they're listening and want to be a sponsor, I'd be happy to. Because <laughs> I have a pair too. I could talk about them too. But anyway. yeah. It's not the small goggles that just fit around the eye, but it's bigger. And it looks like skiers. Yeah. goggles yeah. and after he had his first surgery on his eye he was very light sensitive he's since overcome that but he was very light sensitive and so this helped they were like sunglasses and he took to them took a little bit of practice took us a couple weeks on and off on and off on and off if i put him on him now he's great He'll just run around, and, and he's going to need another surgery at some point in the future. And when we do that, he'll go back to them again, at least to protect him after the surgery. But it won't be a very big shock at the time that he's still dealing with the shock of surgery. Right. 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 Yeah. yeah. Um, I even, Walter had lost vision in both eyes, so I had got him a wraparound visor mm-hmm. just to protect him from poking himself in the face because mm-hmm. he didn't know where he was going. And every now and then I put it on Quill and make him walk around a little bit and we have a party. Mm-hmm. Just in case he should ever need something like that. Uh, sure. Boots. Yeah. Boots oh, and shoes. Yeah. yeah. Especially after Kate and I went camping 
in Arizona on Bureau of Land Management Most land. Most inhospitable desert. <laughs> it was great in the fact there was nobody around. Every star in the sky. There's a reason why nobody was around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I but didn't, the coyotes would come out there. No. You guys at you going, God, there's Steve. But the <laughs> goats, out there. The no, goats had burrs. The spines <laughs> would go through our shoes. Yeah. Oh, and the first I time. I can feel them through my hiking boots. <laughs> the first time we went out there and let the dogs out to go potty, and we had, what, four dogs with us or three dogs with us? And all of a sudden, all the dogs are going, like they're walking on hot coals. Ouchie, 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 ouchie. And. We started checking feet, and it was like, oh, my God, yeah. those things. We had are... checked the sand. Yes. We knew that the ground wasn't that hot. Right. So why were they walking? Oh, oh those things. <laughs> yeah. And again, the locals were laughing at you. No, there was no locals <laughs> around. Nobody around us. Well, yeah, with binoculars, because it was out there. Okay, that buzzard over there was going, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> They'll be dead soon. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, teaching them to wear boots. In fact, I haven't done that with Seven yet. I need to teach her yeah. to wear her boots. Oh, yeah. Putting clothes on them. And, and by the way, I just, yeah. a friend's German Shepherd, we had to get him used to wearing boots just because he would run around my pool oh, and, and bloody his, his feet. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, we had so to get him used to wearing boots. So, one of mine did that too. Was it Cisco? Cisco. Ran around your pool and tell yeah, I, think so. I started paying more attention to him after that. Cisco. Cisco it, it, yeah. I have never been one for putting clothes on dogs, I have to admit. And when Kate started dressing her Rottweiler, <laughs> I made great fun of her. I really, really, really did. <laughs> but we also came to realize, I came to realize, that teaching the dog to wear something... Is good should they ever need surgery. Mm-hmm. They ever need bandaging. Mm-hmm. If you need to protect a bandage or protect a wound. So we actually started incorporate into our training classes is fun. Mm-hmm. Have your dog do a sit wait. Call him across the yard. Put a t-shirt on him. Have him do sit wait. And then call him back to the original position. Yeah. And it's fine. Cisco, one of my Aussies, loved dressing up. Oh, yeah. Oh my God, that dog loved, he loved Halloween. We went to see the play Kinky Boots and I dressed him up in red glitter, red boas, sequins, leg wrappings, and he loved it. He absolutely, he strutted, look at me, I'm gorgeous. He just, I've never had a dog love dress, and that kind of convinced me. It was like, all right, if your dog doesn't like it, that's different. Just make sure you can do it should they need it. But Cisco absolutely loved it. The puppy dog in class. Uh Did she say there's a name for that? There's a name. She never said what it was or couldn't remember it, but she had just gotten spayed. Uh So instead of an Elizabethan collar or any of the other Uh collars out there, she had this... It's a onesie, but there's no back to it. It just ties. ties. Uh, so... She looks like a little sausage. It covers yeah, the belly. Just, so it totally covers the belly from her neck to her belly, and it ties on her back. There's about it, six ties. different ties to bring it all six together. Six or more. It was quite a few. Like, have to hold still as you're tying all those. Like a corset. Yes! <laughs> Pretty much. Suck it up, girly! <laughs> 
quite coming together at the top too. It gave her that. Yeah. Yeah. Like a little sausage bit. Um, yeah. But she was comfortable in it. She was. And she wasn't banging into the other dogs or the back of the people's legs or oh, you know, yeah. above. Yeah. I'll have to look at it when uh, yeah, I don't know what the name it is. When uh, Seven thing. gets yeah. spayed. Mm-hmm. She now, said the vet tech had recommended it. Uh, yeah. Seven, when she came into season, when she came into her first season, putting the doggy panties on her, that was not fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did some training, but she's also got a stubborn streak, and we had a few words over that. Her second season, it wasn't nearly as bad. One, things were a little more predictable. I knew when she needed it. Bones told me when she needed it, and she was a little more accepting. But it was still, there was some attitude size. <gasps> I need that. <laughs> yeah. But at her second season, we'd done some training in between, too, so... That made it a little bit easier. And then she's going to get spayed. <laughs> yeah. We're going to eliminate that need. Well, sometimes the clothes are needed. Sometimes it's just torture them so later on they won't be as tortured. Right. Or make a game out of make it. Make a game out of it. Yep. Yep. She got a spoonful of peanut butter while I put her panties on. There you go. And she, it's very hard to protest when you're licking the peanut butter off the roof of your mouth. It's <laughs> surprisingly um. When Willow had her first season, she had no problems. She liked it. It's almost kind of like, thank you. But uh, she's a girly. She would probably love dress up just like Cisco. <laughs> Seven is not girly. Seven's my girl. No problems. <laughs> she's well, my tomboy. Dressing up my Rottweilers, they weren't particularly thrilled until they realized that um, people like to pet them more. Sure. Well, we've would... done that with the therapy dogs. People with Rotties or get some glasses, put a bandana on. Put a tutu on them. You yeah, see a great big huge Rottweiler wearing a tutu and sunglasses. <laughs> I never did the... Did I just tutu? No, I did a boa. I did a boa around her neck and you glasses. You did a tutu did with a Gina tutu? one time. Yeah, oh, did, for too. your book. Yes. Yeah. It was yes. a grass skirt for for Oh, man, there so. we go. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we put it on your German Shepherd, too. Yes, we yeah. did. He great, liked it. <laughs> great, big, great big huge... Lush coat German Shepherd wearing a green grass skirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he liked it. And, uh-huh. All so. right, well, I think we've covered just about everything. Tip of the nose, tip of the tail. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully we gave you lots to think about and uh, some things to laugh at. <laughs> Imagine a German Shepherd in a green tutu skirt. <laughs> Hula skirt. That's pretty funny. To make it worse, I had on one too, and we were dancing together. And a coconut bra, (laughs) coconut shell bra. That's all we have time for. Thank you for listening. I I will never, ever, I wasn't going to bring it up. You brought it up. Never, ever forget Kate in a coconut shell bra. Yep. All right, that's it. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Having a rough day. Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>